From Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a long career as an employed professional. Careers are not a ladder. It's more like a jungle gym. Today on episode 99 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with career coach Lorraine Rise. Lorraine built her career by coaching others to succeed, initially as a corporate employee. In 2015, she left the corporate world to launch her own business. Stay with us to hear all the details. If you'd like to share your story on going solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Lorraine Rise. Lorraine built her career by coaching others to succeed. Her skills and experiences are in the human resources and recruiting fields. She held various positions as an employee, and then in 2015, Lorraine founded her own firm, Career Uprising. Lorraine is also the host of the podcast, Career Uprising. Lorraine, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, David. Happy to be here. Oh, it's great to have you on. I'm looking forward to our chat. Let's start by talking a little bit about your career journey. How linear a path did it follow? Uh, It started out linear and then it got a little messy (laughs) for a little while. Uh, You know, when I first graduated college and was getting into the working world, I really had my sights set on one thing. I wanted to get into the corporate world. I wanted to get out of retail management, which was essentially what I had been doing for the first couple of years out of school. And I wanted to just, it sounds superficial and maybe it was, but I wanted to work in a big corporate office building, nine to five, have weekends off, have my own office. You know, I I had all these dreams that I realize now were very superficial. And, but I thought that's what I wanted. And I put a lot of emphasis on those things. And I, I got that. I went into human resources and got jobs in recruiting and talent acquisition and and things went well. And I had this linear HR path that I was on and I loved a lot of things about it. But when I really looked back at the goals that I had set, I realized in my 20s, and I'm sure I'm not the only 20-something to do this, but I realized I didn't really have the right goals. I was placing too much emphasis on what it looked like on the surface and not really who I was and what my skills and passions were and what I wanted to do with my life, really, that had meaning. So that's really when I eventually got into entrepreneurship and decided I really wanted there to be more meaning into what I was doing. So that's where things got shaken up a little bit when I decided to get out of the corporate world at a pretty young age. I was only about 31. So I really only had about eight years or so, uh, maybe nine years of corporate working experience after college. And I just decided I was going to, I was going to shake it up (laughs) and I was going to start my own coaching practice and really switch from working for a company and having my loyalty and my skills go to them. And I wanted it to be that I worked for the individual and I wanted to advocate for the individual and work one-on-one with individual clients and really found my passion that way. So it's it's also a lot more linear now, (laughs) now that I'm on that path of entrepreneurship and I have been for six years now. But You know, I I heard it also said once, I think it was Sheryl Sandberg who said careers are not a ladder. It's more like a jungle gym or something like that. And I love that. So yeah, I I would say it started out linear and then I, I just, 
I kind of messed all that up <laughs> and I went in a totally different direction. So, well, it's not surprising. You know, our culture promotes the lifestyle and the perks of the corporate environment. Yeah. And um, I think many of us get um, pulled in by by what we see and what we think corporate life is going to be like. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm thinking in my case, I was an engineer early on in my career, which is considered to be you know, a good profession that you know, provides well. Um, there's usually work for engineers. And I got dismayed also after a few years because it um, wasn't filling a lot of the buckets that were actually more important to me. So I, I totally relate to what, what you yep. shared about your story. Yep. Similar paths there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how did you figure out that entrepreneurship was the path you wanted to take as opposed to just working as an employee in a different environment? Yeah, I will say, I. it's funny, I actively resisted business ownership for a long time, even though there was this whisper of intuition for a long time. When I look back, I see the signs that it was inevitable that it was going to go in this direction, but I just wasn't ready for it initially. But the idea and the encouragement and the voices inside of me and and outside influences were all there telling me that this and nudging me that this was the direction I should go. But I'll be honest, I did not think this might sound like a weird thing to say, but just to be honest, I didn't think I was really smart enough. I didn't think I saw myself as a business owner. That just seemed hard. And I don't think I wasn't setting high enough goals for myself at all. I really limited myself and I actively resisted owning a business. I kind of, as you said, you know, we're kind of trained to be in the corporate world and expect that. And that's what we know. And it really took a mindset shift for me to come out of that and view myself in a different way as somebody who didn't need a nine to five job, as somebody who could start something new from scratch. So that it was an evolution that took me probably a couple of years before I actually did it. And I would say to answer your question, what it was that specifically prompted me to to change to entrepreneurship because you're right I probably could have been a coach with it like workforce development or working for an organization I probably could have done that what it was was really freedom and for me time freedom I did not fit the mold I realized of the corporate world and working Monday through Friday, nine to five. Of course, that's what I thought I wanted, right? And then I got it for a couple of years and realized there was more to what I wanted out of my career than a certain schedule or a fancy office building or a nice office. I I wanted to really do work that mattered. And I felt, I just felt that I wasn't going to get the level of freedom that I wanted from working at a traditional job. Mm-hmm. Of course, the funny thing is the world has changed so much now and there's so much more remote work and flexible schedules now. It's become a lot more normal. But I have to say, even just six years ago, remote work was not that normal. It really wasn't. No, it really has changed a lot. It wasn't what it is today. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there was a point I remember where I... I had just started my business, so it was still very new, but I still had a temp job. I still had to have a second income, and I I loved this job. It was actually a very good job, and it was 
pretty well paying and the people were great, but it was an hour away from my home and there was nothing I needed that office for. It could be done 100% remote. And they, and I asked and they would not let me do it. And I quit. (laughs) I said, I, I just thought, I don't want to do this. I want complete freedom over my schedule. I want to be able to be home and get my daughter off the bus at three and not miss that and not have to ask permission. <laughs> Quite honestly, you know, it may be that maybe it sounds very millennial of me to say that, but it's true. I just didn't want to make that compromise and I didn't think I needed to spend that time in a car. So I said, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to get this level of freedom at another job. Maybe I need to just, if it means this much to me, and it did, maybe I need to create a job for myself and just create something from scratch where I can replace my income and live the life that I want to live at this stage. I I just came to a point where the corporate world had served me well. I didn't really have bad experiences. I actually loved my jobs, but I changed. I evolved, and I just realized that, that I was at a different place and I needed something different in my career in order to meet me where I was at. And that was that was entrepreneurship. So I made it happen. <laughs> so something as basic as control over your schedule yeah. was a really important value and was something that was a barrier to you being able to really pursue corporate life as an employee wholeheartedly. Yeah, and it's funny because I I almost wonder if if I had been a couple of years later at that stage where we are now, I wonder if I would have made that choice. Of course, that's that's a what if, right? We're always at the right place at the right time, but it's just funny how the world has changed in the last couple of years, and even just in the last year, of course. And the world is different, and the the freedom to move about and work from home and live anywhere that did not exist. <laughs> that was really not a thing so much. I mean, some people work remote, but it was this kind of luxury, special approval kind of thing that had to happen, at least at the organization I was at. So yeah, I had, in order to meet that that value that I had, you're right, I had to do it this way. I just didn't see another way. So Lorraine, once you started your own business, did you have any experience as an entrepreneur? Did you have, you know, entrepreneurial resources to guide you? I had none. David, to be completely honest, I had none. And the thing that I didn't have the most was a role model. I didn't have anyone in my family who had started a business, really, or was entrepreneurial. My father had his own LLC and did consulting, but that was very much on the side. He still held a traditional job his whole career. And then my father-in-law as well. But no, I did not have an example of what this would look like. And it that was really significant for me. And I will I'll do a tie-in here to podcasting. This is interesting because because I didn't have that role model, I didn't have somebody in my family or my network who I could go, oh look at them. They're successful. They made this possible. I had to seek that role model. I had to find proof in the world of this dream that I had that I could make real. I was looking, I guess you could say for proof that it was feasible and realistic. And I wanted to hear stories from people who had left their jobs and successfully worked for themselves. And I turned to podcasts. I have been a podcast junkie for many years. I love them. I love the platform. And I remember driving in my car, commuting all that long way to and from work every day. And what I would do 
is listen to podcasts about entrepreneurs. And I would listen to stories of people and business coaches and people like you, quite honestly, who had shows and were putting this message out there that you can do this. This is a normal thing. This is possible. So I had to kind of go out and seek proof that I could be an entrepreneur. And and I found it through podcasts. And I got a lot of inspiration and motivation and reinforcement that I needed. And I so I kind of had to go out there and find those those voices and those um, role models because I, I didn't have anything like that. And now you're one of those podcasters too. And now I'm one of them. And now I'm on your show. Yes. <laughs> so now not only do I have my own business, but I have my own podcast, which is, of course, an enormous dream and bucket list item. I've always wanted to have one. So I know, isn't life funny? Here I am just a couple of years later sharing this story on a podcast and it's just, it's full circle. Yeah. So congratulations on figuring all this out, on knowing how to do do whatever you needed to do to learn how to make it work. Fast forward to today, who's your ideal client? My ideal client is somebody who is mid or late career, often even 50 plus or somewhere close to there. And they have been in one job for a very, very long time. A lot of them have been very loyal to companies, but now for whatever reason, maybe by their own choice or by a layoff or a termination, they now need to find more work and they want to make the last 10 to 15 years of their career the best. So they turn to a coach like myself, somebody who can really help them evaluate what matters most in their career and then help them launch a job search strategy and modernize their resume, their LinkedIn, all of their presentation, and really give them confidence that they can launch a late career job search or make a late career career change. I love helping that that group of people to realize that it's not too late for them. A lot of people think it's too late <laughs> at that age. And I say, no, it's not too late at all. You can make a career change at any age. First of all, I love the specificity of how you describe your target market. Thank you. It, it's really clear. I see the connection between your own experience and um, who you help. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's fascinating because we help similar audiences, but maybe to help them achieve a slightly different objective. Now, my audience is all about leaving employment and making it as an entrepreneur later in your career. You're trying to help them succeed in their next phase as a worker. And I'm assuming that it's primarily for people who want another employed position. Primarily, although I will say not exclusively, I actually, in fact, I actually have a a client now that I just enrolled who is wanting to grow consulting. And so he's uh, working with a business coach because I don't really coach people to get into consulting. But what he is doing with me is updating his resume, his LinkedIn, writing a bio. So there is some crossover there, certainly. And I have noticed that a lot of people, while they may still maintain a regular W-2 position, they get into consulting or have a side business. That is becoming more and more common. And I actually think that for, especially for my client base, that mid or even late career near near retirement, that is an, consulting is excellent. It's a great way to stay active and have flexibility over your schedule and have income in your retirement. So there are a lot of folks who will maybe start a business on the side while they're still working a, a traditional job and maybe 
when they're ready, then they can let go of that traditional job if they want to or keep it, but it gives you options. And I think that flexibility is something that we're seeing more and more in the workforce now. And it's a good thing. Yeah. Having alternatives is so critical. One of the things that I tell people all the time is whether, whatever the situation is, whether, you know, if you're talking about work, if you're an employee and you are dealing with any kind of issues with your employer, if you're thinking, and if you're thinking about getting another position, also, if you are thinking about going from employee to self-employed, or if you are self-employed and you're dealing with issues with clients, a basic negotiating strategy is to have alternatives. And if you have alternatives, it means you are going to be A, somewhat stronger in pushing for what is important to you. And B, if for some reason your number one choice isn't working out, you do have alternatives that you're ready to pull the trigger on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had both for a little while. So I started my company in 2015 and I tried to go cold and kind of go all in and, and, and I quit and I was full-time in my business and it was a, it was successful for a little bit, but I really wasn't making enough money at that point. So I did go back and get that temp job that I was talking about. So I did have to go back into the workforce. So I, I kind of want entrepreneurs to know too, it's okay if you have to do both for a little while. I had to go back and get a quote job for a while and I, I banked a lot of that money and, and saved it and invested it in my business so that I could help grow my business and eventually leave that job, which I did. So you're right. You can use it for a lot of different things. It's always good to have options. I think consulting also just gives you, like you said too, a fantastic expanded skill set. And I think it's just good for, for so many different things. And it's, and it's okay if you do a little bit of both, you know, you don't have to just up and quit your job immediately. Sometimes you, you work up to it and do a little bit of both for a while. Yeah, absolutely. So Lorraine, since you had some very clear lifestyle needs that you wanted your work to support, as you were building your business, how did you find the kinds of revenue models that would be the best fit for the kind of lifestyle you wanted? So I did some research. I definitely spent some time looking at what other coaches are doing, although being careful not to copy it necessarily, but taking inspiration from what was out there. I also hired coaches myself. I've had a number of coaches over the years, and I, I nearly always have a coach at any given moment because <laughs> I believe in it so much. So I worked with coaches and got advice on what would be sustainable. And, you know, should I charge hourly versus programs and packages? And I started out working for almost nothing because that was where my confidence was at the time, but very quickly realized that I needed to raise prices considerably if I was going to have a sustainable business. So I've done that. I uh, reevaluate my prices now about every six months and still increase as needed. So that was something that I did. I think one, getting help and getting a coach or somebody to partner with you, and then just looking and seeing what other people are doing. And then, you know, you have to be careful with comparison, but I think it was very helpful for me to see what was normal and what was out there and survey the market a little bit and then decide what worked best for me. And I've settled on not doing hourly, but but really structured packages that um, are more like experiences that a client buys into. And I have a curriculum that I've developed and I've really just made it a well-rounded program, not just, you know, here's three hours of coaching, <laughs> that right, kind of right. thing. So that's really what has made it grow and be sustainable for me. And do your clients typically work with you for a limited period of time or do they become ongoing clients? 
Some have become ongoing clients. So typically it is for a limited time. I do give clients a general, there's a time limit on redeeming everything that they get, but it's fairly generous and I'm, I'm flexible as needed to people's lives and things that come up certainly. But I do have a monthly retainer at this point for those who do wish to have more ongoing support. It really just depends on what their goals are. If A lot of times if they're just looking to get a new job, they have a fairly short-term goal. But some clients really hire me too just for career planning and confidence building, mindset, maybe trying to get a promotion. So I take a different approach with them. Their immediate goal might not be to get a new job. Maybe it's just to better their skills and explore new career paths. So that might be a little bit more ongoing. It really just depends on what they're looking for. Mm. So why would somebody who is who wants to be an employee over the long term, why would someone like that benefit by having an ongoing long-term relationship with a coach? Well, see, I I just believe so much in coaching. I think that almost everyone really should have a coach for something at some point, and especially in their career, because it's so important for their emotional intelligence. I center a lot of my coaching around developing soft skills and your emotional intelligence. And that's, that is ongoing. And there's so many things that can be improved by working with a coach that even have nothing to do with getting a new job. Just being more effective in your current role, being a better communicator, getting over fear of public speaking, uh, working on improving skills so that you can be promoted or increase your job opportunities in the future. There's a lot of things that can be done. Just coaching people to be more effective in their jobs currently, dealing with a bad boss. There are so many issues that can come up. And I I do a lot of career counseling assessments as well to help people see themselves more objectively and see the people that they work with more objectively and, and learn how to communicate with them better and enjoy their job and be better at their job. So there's a lot of things that, that coaching can help with. It's really what are you open to and, and what do you want to achieve? Right. I would also imagine since there are issues that do come up unexpectedly, like issues around communication, issues around speaking, issues around effectiveness in your interaction with the other people in your workplace. These are not predict necessarily predictable in advance. And if you have an ongoing relationship with a coach, then it's really easy to bring up something new that seems critical and, and time-bound when it happens, yep. where you as the coach don't need to learn much new about the client because you already have a relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. So there is definitely a lot of benefit to having, you know, a monthly retainer or monthly check-ins, anything like that, where you're really just staying um, accountable to yourself and your goals. And you have that touch point where you can talk through what's been going on in your career. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Lorraine, we we've covered like a huge amount of uh, <laughs> different topics in a very short amount yes. of time, talking about your own career journey, how you have transitioned from employee to your own business, how you help people on their own career trajectory, whether it is to go from em- employed position to employed position, or whether self-employment is part of that as well. If somebody wants to go deeper with anything you've shared, access any resources you have, listen to your podcast, where's the best place for them to go? 
Yeah, thank you. They can go to my website, careeruprising.com, and they can actually listen to the podcast right there. Just click on the tab that says podcast. They can learn more about the programs that I offer. Uh, I have a blog there as well. And they're welcome to also connect with me on LinkedIn. That's really where my network and my presence is the largest. So they can just find my name, Lorraine Rice, on LinkedIn or careeruprising.com. And, and the show is also on iTunes and every major outlet, Spotify, tunein.com. Um, you name it. They've got me out there everywhere, which is great. Or right on my website as well. Okay, great. And of course, we'll, we'll include all these links in the show notes. Perfect. Lorraine, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Going Solo and share your experiences. My guest today has been career coach uh, with Career Uprising, Lorraine Rise. Thank you again, Lorraine, for joining us. Thank you. Glad to be here. When you visit the Going Solo website, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today we learned how to find your dream work and much more. If you'd like to share your story on Going Solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.